and welcome to another episode of Fool's Daily. Um, after last week's episode, uh, with the very poor co-host, I have upgraded this week um, to someone that everybody loves. It's true, the whole world loves him. You go, you go to salute, and there's like this big crowd of people, and they're all genuflecting to the one and only Mr. Conrad E.J. Gonsalves. Hello! See? They're not... They're not genuflecting. They're actually um, trying to politely tell me that my bag needs is leaking. <laughs> Did you like the use of the word genuflecting? Yes. What does it mean? <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I didn't know. know. Oh, did you see Dolores O'Riordan's died? I did. I did. There'll be some people now going, who? I was rather upset about that because... Uh, she had a unique voice. Yeah, and she's so young. 46. Yeah, that's very young. Yeah, it is young. And sprightly. But they, there's no uh, no mention of, of how or why or anything like that. So um, I loved her voice because it was so unique. Yeah, it was great. It was great. The Cranberries were excellent. I have a solo album. I bought a solo album as well. Did so you? Yeah. Ooh. See, look at me, all hip and hip. I don't know when that was. Probably about 20 years ago. <laughs> probably. You're going to have to move your microphone because you're going all crackly. We're going that way? Oh, no. I've no, got, now I've you're got un- a beard. Oh, you've got a beard. Yeah. Might have to move it up then. There we go. Try that. That's for. Is that better? No, that's worse. Is it worse? Is it further away? No, it's it's. You're all breaking up and everything. It's very weird. It's as if you've got a little break in your cable that's connecting your headphones to your computer. Oh, don't say things like that. That's right. We'll 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 soldier on. Now you're just pretending now. I am. So predictable. <laughs> Did you see the the um, the article in the news about the UK construction industry in crisis after government mistakenly bails out Marillion instead of? Oh, on, on the Daily Thump, yes, I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> and let's face it, Marillion could do with bailing out. They've been sinking for thirty years. Anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Okay. Taylor Swifting. Oh, look, we're all going all pop culture now, aren't we? Eyes down with the kids, mate. She's the one who gives away stuff for free, isn't she? <laughs> give it away, give it... No, I thought that was Oprah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, she does the cards, doesn't she? <laughs> she does. Anyway, but why are you distracting me? Uh, that's what I do, isn't it? I said you were a better class, and look, you're worse than Spooner. Um, no, surely that can't be. No, that's true. That's true, you're taller than he is. Only if I wear my platform shoes. <laughs> Original platform <laughs> shoes from the 70s. Yep, and they still fit me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but do you not get vertigo nowadays? 
No, that's just that's just age. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> okay. I'm I'm very old, you know. You are very old. <laughs> it's why I like having you on on the show because I feel young again. <laughs> Thank, thanks. And you have been feeling your age a bit, I think. I have. I have recently. It's very depressing. I even had thoughts the other day. Oh, perhaps I should start take playing World War Two games. I saw that. I saw you saying, oh, bolt action. What's what's this all about then? And I'm going, what? I have come since come to my senses. Did you uh, did you start taking the frog pills again? Then? I did. Oh, no, that's me who does that. Oh, no, I need to start taking them as well. Uh, anyway, so you wrote a blog post on the wonderful foolsdaily.blog. I have. I've been trying to participate in the in the bloggings of the postings on that yeah. fine website because when did i last see you i last saw you at christmas gaming yep and you were feeling a bit yeah about gaming uh and then all of yeah, a sudden I mean, you seem to be oh. i don't think i ever stopped playing the game so i i managed to uh carry on playing because of uh friends gaming buddies as we call them in and around me i mean i've been playing nick for god knows how many years and uh, i'm starting to have a semi-regular gaming session with uh nigel of the dark heart um as well nice so it's I'll be playing at least twice a week, usually once at club and then once on a Friday. And sometimes I play three times a week. Would you believe? So it's no wonder I don't have time for hobby, really. Oh, yeah, because well, playing is hobby. Oh no, absolutely. But <laughs> I get frustrated sometimes in that I should be spending time not playing and actually building stuff and painting stuff as well. But it, it's all hobby. Yeah. Uh, and and I know that, but. It's it was frustrating. I think the big thing for me was doing the great garage clear out last year, where I when I opened another box in the garage. For those who don't know, the garage estate has it is for the last twenty years probably since we moved here, and um, I decided to finally try and do something about it. And it was just so demoralising. I'd, I'd done some clearing up when I was. Uh, Unemployed, um, and I don't know why I'm I, not. I'm, I'm nodding. You're t- you're talking, and I'm going. Yeah, mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me when you go to sleep. Yeah, right. You're here, <laughs> apparently. And uh, I decided to to carry on. Um, it was last year, probably the last quarter of last year, and I spent. Umpteen Saturdays and evenings eBaying various bits and pieces, but also on the Saturdays it was clearing out the garage and moving stuff and trying to put stuff in a in some form of order so stuff wasn't all over the place. I bought some really useful boxes and decided that what that box was for Malifaux, that box was for Ancients, that box was for fantasy stuff, etc., etc., and I just remember being in the garage and I'd open one of these cardboard packaging boxes. And I don't know why I wasn't expecting it, but there was just a load more 
beep. I was going to say the 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 other word in Star. there, and yeah, and it was it was it really for me it was just I thought oh my god, why did I ever collect and buy this sort of stuff, you know? Um, and there was a real part of me wishing that I'd never done exactly that and bought it. Um, and then there's a little bit of nostalgia in terms of thinking, oh, I remember this, what's this for? And but the real, the because I was just, it was a continuous thing for a, a good few Saturdays. And I wanted to do other things with my time, obviously, as, as most people do when they're doing something that they don't really want to do. Um, I just felt like perhaps I should just give it all up and get rid of it all. Um, so what sort, of stuff got, did, what sort of stuff did you find? Oh, I, I found all sorts of things. I found stuff from varying from mock-ups of cardboard inserts for cassette tapes for Mr. Biggie Software when... when uh, <laughs> you may laugh. It was it was a thing. <laughs> when we um put together a game for the Spectrum back in the eighties. And strangely enough, I, I mentioned this on Twitter and who was it? Uh big um the guy one of the guys at uh the Christmas gaming who come up from Ben. Ben, yeah, Ben Crow. Ben. ben Crow said that said that uh, the game that uh, I'd sold to Mastertronic was probably something that his dad handled, or his uncle, or one of the two. And uh, I show I told him the title via Twitter, and he said, "Yep, that's one of his." So it's just such a small world. Yep. And then sadly, I went away and uh, looked on YouTube, well, actually looked on the internet, but I found complete playthroughs of the game on YouTube. <laughs> and, and I sat there and watched them. <laughs> but, yeah, no, we, we were originally going to sell them uh, ourselves and duplicate copies of the tapes for loading, and we were going to sell them via, you know, your normal U Sinclair user and computer mags of that of that time but you, you uh, know yeah. that we have completely lost everybody <laughs> i mean first of all first the of all they're going spectrum was a personal computer just for everyone's reference yeah but 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 you're talking about cassettes yeah that what's is a, um what's a cassette it's a magnetic medium it was around before cds and vinyl well no it was before time, vinyl <laughs> Ah. It was the new thing, wasn't it? It's my first computer spectrum. Yep. 40 yep, same for me. April the 7th, 1984. You remember it as well? Because it was my 14th birthday. It was my 14th birthday present. Did and you get um, a spectrum or a ZX81? I had a, spe I had a spectrum. I wanted a ZX81. I'd wanted a ZX81 when they came out. Um, but they came out. In, they came out. I was eleven when they came out. Um, so I didn't. Ha I didn't have one. And then the Spectrums came out. And on my thirteenth birthday, I was desperate to have a Spectrum. Some friends of mine had one, and I so wanted one. So wanted one, and I didn't get it. 
and then I got one on my 14th birthday. Um, I remember going into Boots and buying it because they used to sell them in Boots. It used to be it used to be the Saturday Saturday ritual when you went shopping with your parents in town. Um, you would go up to the, all the computers and you'd go, 10, Mike was here, 20, go to 10, and then run it, and it would just put Mike <laughs> is here up the screen. And if you knew what you were doing, you could make the borders flash different colours and stuff. But no, I had a 48K, I had a 48K um, rubber keyboard one, and it lasted two weeks before I got overexcited playing Daily Thompson's Decathlon, and um, I, plugged my, I plugged my joystick interface port my joystick um, interface into the expansion port while it was powered. You're not meant to do that. You weren't meant to do that because you fried the motherboard. <laughs> it would just. Well, I, it would just, I it didn't would just have a. Up. I didn't have a 48k. I had a 16k, oh. and I had to buy a RAM pack to push it up to 48k. Yeah, and if you plugged the RAM pack in without powering it off, it would have blown up. Yes, I think. I think, thinking about it now, I, think, I seem to remember that you had to keep power off if you were putting peripherals onto it. Yeah, if you were plugging off. anything on. Because you were basically plugging, the way it was designed to keep it so cheap, there was no thing. that You were basically plugging the peripheral straight onto the motherboard. Yeah. With live power going yes. into it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, anyway. Was, they, were all, they were awesome. Some of the games are still amazingly good. I'm surprised. Oh, no. no. I'm surprised there isn't, you know, a, Remakes. Well, an 80s retro collection for the iPad or something. Because you can get them off emulators. You know, you can get them off emulators. And you can play them yep. on your PC. But things like, you know, all the ultimate play the games ones. Jetpack and all of those things. I'm thinking, you know, they, they were they were awesome. Still. And then, do you remember uh, um, Fairlight? A prelude by the Edge software. Yes. And then there was that stuff that was in the yellow boxes, Lords of Midnight and things like that. Lords of, Mid- Lords of Midnight and... Oh, what was the sequel? Um, Lords of Midnight was the first one, and then the sequel... And it was procedurally... It was all procedurally generated. So it was... There were more set game cells in the second one. Um, something of Solitude... Dark Scepter. Dark Scepter was one. Doomstar. They did Enigma Force as well. Do you remember that? That was a sort of science fiction-y one. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at a website now, sadly. Lords of Midnight. Oh, Dante's Inferno. Doom Dark's, Re- Doom Dark's Revenge. Doom Dark's Revenge, that's it, yeah. So it was procedurally generated. So there were more there were more cells, you know, more locations than there was memory because it was it was creating it as it went oh wow that's quite in the oh yeah because it was massive it was um an absolutely massive thing oh lords of midnight Sorry, I've just come across a website. Lords of Midnight, Mike Singleton's 1984 classic, available now for iOS. Oh, really? Uh, I, su- I, sus- I suspect somebody might be uh, trying to get that then. Oh, I might play that. <laughs> ah. Hmm. 
Anyway, I'll carry on talking, shall I? Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no, I haven't actually got an eye device nearby. What were the um, undead vampires that... We're talking Warhammer Fantasy Battle now. Okay. Uh, was it Sylvanians or Lamians that sort of reminded you of your traditional caravan-type, gypsy-type things? That was that was originally the Strigoi. Strigoi, that's it. Strigoi. So I had a whole army in the garage, uh, which I'd had clearly had this idea in my head of creating a Strigoi vampire count, vampire army, undead army, um, based on this whole theme of, you know, your gypsies and things like that. I had, I've got two or three bags of West Wind Productions, I think it is, zombies, because obviously. <clears throat> that was where the power was, in the, you know, the big horde. I had, like, the Maudheim coach. I had some sort of West Wing production caravan coach. I've got this box full of basically undead where um, where I had this idea. And it's sat there since 4th or 5th edition, I'm guessing. Um, so what's that? How many uh, years ago is that? Oh, don't know. 90s. Well, so it's 20-odd years. Yeah. Um, I found an Indian army in there, and I've always wanted the three classical um, Macedonian Alexander the Great armies. I've wanted um, an Indian, Macedonian, and uh, Persian army. So obviously I've, I've got my Persian army. I found a complete Indian army in there with elephants and bowmen. I didn't even know I had it. Um I've got a Macedonian army in there. I've got some Greeks. I found a 15mm army as well of Greeks because clearly I thought, oh, let's let's buy something in 15mm. Perhaps then I'll get it together and start playing. Are they the ones... Because I gave you a 15mm army. It might be, but I don't think it is. I think this is something and else. Is that another one? Because I, <laughs> I gave you a 15mm... I did the kicks... I did a... No, I don't think someone. I don't think I ended up getting that though. Did you not? No, I think he went. It went to spoons. I think. So yeah, because I sold the other one. Well, I don't think I have anyway. I'm, but it's just like you know, boxes of stuff and figures and. Did you find anything that you didn't know that you had that you are keeping? Well, I've still. I mean, I. Obviously, to sell all that sort of stuff, um, it's going to take ages anyway. Yeah. So, I've not sold it all. I've got to, I've boxed it away in 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 sort of some form of logical order, so I know where stuff is. Should I need to go and get it? But the idea is that, I mean, just doing eBay itself is demoralising. You know. Yeah. Uh, Going up to the post office, though, I, I did find that the—I mean, you can obviously print the labels off via, and everything via eBay, um, but I can't cover postage for abroad stuff. I've got to go and take that and get weighed um, for true postage, and I don't like to scam people with postage, so I try and uh, be as accurate as I can with that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. But I've noticed eBay, there's a ten- tendency with eBay at the moment to to basically take the proverbial 
out of you. Um, I had a one of the fancy battle uh, campaign packs, you know, like the Tears of Isha and all that sort of stuff, uh, and Grudge of Drong. All so right, I, yes. I have all. Of, I've have. I have all of those. They've all gone now. Um, I sold one to a bloke somewhere in the UK, and uh, he raised a complaint via eBay, and uh, because there was a poster missing out of the box. Uh, and this was a promo poster that would have been put in by um, the people's people in mail order, you know, as and when and if they had it. Yeah. And it was, it's not listed as an item on, as a content item on the back of the box. But the bloke raised um, an issue log against me. Essentially demanding his money back. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I just, I was so annoyed with it, and I would just, I calmed down eventually, and and said, you know, I'll give you two quid off, and he was fine with that, and that was it. And I thought, that two pounds. Yeah. You know. So, that annoys me. That's I've, I've, I've I feel a tendency towards. Uh, pseudo ripping people off when you when you're trying to sell things on eBay now um but when I went in last time to the post office they said you can get these sort of charge cards uh and you can come in with a load of parcels leave your card with them um you obviously put money on this card they'll do the postage so you don't have to wait for everything and get it weighed and everything and they'll provide you proof of postage and you just come back and collect all your um labels and proof of posting oh, right, a card and i thought oh, I'll, I'll do that from now on sort of thing um yeah. so so they can, do, they can deal with it in their in their own busy time, yeah. Yeah. yeah so basically i've got to go back to doing that at some point i've got two boxes in, in here which have been which have been here since since the great garage clear out um but i have to start opening them up and Taking stuff out. I've got a complete set of Warhammer Battle Magic here. I've got a complete set of Warhammer whatever it is edition here. The the cards are untouched. The magic spell cards, the magic items. I threw all mine in the bin. Yeah, well, I did that with one edition and then I saw this and it's like brand spanking new practically. So I thought, well... If it sells, it sells. If it doesn't, it goes yeah, in the bin. I put, a, I put a load of books in recycling. I still have all. I have all the rule books um, from second onwards. I don't have a copy of first. I have bits of first. I don't have. I sold mine uh, a while ago. So I keep umming and ahhing on it because it is just taking up space on the shelf. I don't have the army anymore because I sold that. Um, and I, I, I um and ah, and I go, I'm going to get rid of it and. I think I probably will. I think I'll probably keep 6th edition um, because it was by far my favourite and it was the one that we were the most heavily involved in creating. Yep. yep. Um, yep. So I I think I will probably keep that one. Um, but I'm going to... I'll probably get rid of the other stuff and I think the only things that are worth any real money are... Um, my two realms of chaos books. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got them. Um, they still seem to go for, you know, 40 to 50 quid. But I actually like, I want to keep those. You know, I've still got my hardback third edition, is it? The orange one? Yeah. And yeah, I keep I've got mine. wanting to go back and having a go at that again, but, you know, it's, it's, I don't it's have, trying to see, I, don't, I don't have an army. I do, you know, because I sold the Skaven, and I did Oh, have you sold them? Oh, yeah. I sold, I sold them all to a guy in, Dem- in um, Denmark. Not Thomas Pruning? No. <laughs> no, because he's Finnish. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> We could be finished living in Denmark. Could be. Um, no, he. Uh, yeah, no. I have no Skaven at all. I sold everything. Oh, okay. So that was that was my sort of tale of woe as such. But um, <clears throat> in the meantime, I I continued playing. Yeah. Uh, I think Bolt Action has been a huge saviour for me in terms of gaming because it's. So much fun. 8th edition 40k came along as well, um, and I'm enjoying that. Uh, And I've sort of hung in there, but the last few days, excuse me, I've uh, I've really got a buzz on, especially with with Gaslands and picking up the models and painting. I just got a huge buzz with painting, and I could see a way forward as such with... um, with painting and doing hobby stuff, writing the blog post for the 2018, 2017 was really cathartic as well. It made me think about how I wanted to try and address this year and manage time as such, hobby time especially. Um, hence, sort of using trello and things like that but i'd always been using trello anyway to a certain extent but trying to be a bit more structured and ordered about it Um, you're such a project manager i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) um i think there's a list builder in all of us somewhere no there isn't us creative types hate that sort of thing oh no you you prefer the chaos don't you i do (laughs) so do i as well sometimes you don't prefer chaos Look at my hobby desk. Yeah, but <laughs> look at how often you try and sort it out and do things in order. Oh, I try. I need to sort this desk out because there's no room to blinking work on it now. I'm working on about three inches by about eight inches of desk when they're, I should be working on a desk. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, Getting that car out was a huge thing for me and putting paint on it, helping the club out sort of with the terrain as well has been fun because I get to use the airbrush. We've had this huge um, terrain building initiative at the club as well, Um, building 40k terrain for trying to create terrain to match some of the gaming mats that we've got. Right. So you can pseudo have themed gaming mat boards, you yeah. know, or gaming boards as such. So, um, I mean, the club probably blew about three or 400 quid on terrain last year, 40k terrain nice. in various shapes and forms. Yeah. Um, but obviously, and we actually had a 
terrain building day and it was sitting around there and did you actually get people to turn up people turned up and they were there having fun enjoying themselves taking the mick out of each other banter building stuff um we need to do another one to try and keep it going as such but i took all a lot of the mdf terrain away and uh, i've slowly started painting it up um they're quite big pieces so they take a while but they actually once you've got the paint on them and highlighted them and uh that's it yeah highlighted you you can then do the weathering and the weathering's quite quick and then you get quite quick results um as you can see on the, the photographs on the on the blog post um so that's been quite good because you see progress and i think the big thing with painting is seeing progress so whilst painting this car your your mind's in this this thinking downtime mode and you start enjoying the painting again i could feel the adrenaline i could feel the the enjoyment of painting again i could see results on the car and it and my mind started wondering about why i hadn't finished my bolt action mm. army last year and it was because of the batch I was painting. I originally started with small batches, but then to try and finish a platoon, I'd put like eight figures on the table. Now, you know, for anyone who's painted big regiments and stuff, obviously eight's not enough. But for me, who doesn't paint armies and stuff? Yeah. It was a huge thing. And so even though it was right, let's do this type of colour, right, let's get this wash on now, let's do the highlight, let's do the next. Oh, it's, again, we're going back to the whole thing of seeing progress and seeing you getting to that end goal where um, you know you're nearly there and then there's that final moment of, oh, that looks really good. And then it's like a brief moment of satisfaction and then you think, I've got to do it again or I've got to do another batch. So. Yeah. I think dropping that size of figures down to two or three like I was originally doing will probably allow me to artificially see progress a lot quicker and get some sort of sense of achievement. Um, but I, can, I think really at the end of the day, I've got to say thanks to Mike Hutchinson for, um, for, for putting something like that out where you are essentially hobbying and creating stuff you know, a lot of people, if you look at the Facebook page um, for Gaslands, you see these people are just creating all sorts of amazing things um, for the game. Uh, so I saw some post, I think it was today, the bloke had been to like a, a charity shop and he got two cratefuls of cars. And I'm thinking, that's great, but that's just typical hobbyists. You know, we we think it's a bargain. We can like store it away for later, but... You know, as I've just alluded to, it comes back to bite you in the proverbial at the end of the day. And he's going to have two big plastic bins of of cars, which he only probably needs a handful for. Yeah, three. Yeah, and do you think, why? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's, that's, I suppose that's a, a kind of... Uh, pseudo summary of where i am at the moment I'm, I'm feeling positive about hobby i'm feeling positive about getting stuff done uh i played epic on sunday and 
Yeah, this is the one well, I'm excited by. Well, this, this it was just I, I played Andy Harris. Nice. Played against Imperial Guard, and uh, I can hear stuff. It's the same old thing. You can hear stuff happening. You can yeah. you can hear the comms going. You can hear the explosions. Uh, I enjoyed the game, and he was teaching me stuff because he's he's a pretty decent player. Uh, and I thought to myself, I wonder if that Battlefield's hobby event is a one day. It is, and. I came home and it was, so I thought, hmm, check the date. So I've got to now approach the subject of uh, uh, getting my pass, as it were. But um, I've mentioned it to some of my fellow clubmates as well, and uh, there may be more than one of us coming. It, it really depends, but I think I will be, once I've got the OK, I'll be buying a ticket and... Uh, coming down to play some epic I, and i don't really care if i win or lose i want to just play some more epic and and hang as such you know and i know that you and spoons are going up as well yeah we are so we get to see you get to see you as well yeah well matt's, and, got, uh, to, matt's got to paint an army yeah well you know you can do that can't you is it necrons no <laughs> it's, imperial, that easy. it's imperial guard tanks uh, well, yeah, I suppose as long as they're built, that's fairly easy to do because it is just a base coat and a wash and some basing. I think they are built, if I remember rightly. I have to paint so. some. I have to paint some knobs. <laughs> You're such a child. I, no, I think that was crackling of the mic again. <laughs> no, that's all cleared up, Mark. <laughs> so I've got to paint. Two Warhound Titans, two Thunderbolts, uh, a spaceship, and drop pods, which are currently undercoated. That bestial brown colour, which I should never have undercoated anything that I'm painting yellow over for for Imperial Fist, because yellow airbrushed over that brown undercoat, which I thought would give nice shadowing, so if I didn't have to spray it all yellow you'd be have you'd have artificial shading already done actually makes the yellow turn green or look green so what i really should do is strip them all and undercoat them white and then paint them yellow but i've managed to correct the terminator so i know i can bring the rest of the army up to yellow but i don't need to do that they've got paint on them Yep. Um, so I'm just going to paint the figures that aren't painted, and it will be really simple. The Warhound Titan will probably get the Titans will get painted grey, and I'll put a dark wash over them. The planes will will be exactly the same. I will respray the drop pods, um, whites and and then yellow. So at least I don't have to do that again. And the spaceship's going to be white and yellow as well because it's going to have to be an Imperial Fist spaceship, and so. It's not a big deal, you know, but I just need to get on and do it. Yeah, well, like I say, I've got to do, I've got to do some knob stands. Um, Is that and... type of exercise? <laughs> <laughs> and um, there's a uh, uh, Jack Black song, Tenacious called D knob song. Knob stands? No, on that thing, I can't remember what, exactly what it's called. Um, 
certainly can't. I'm pretty sure it's not safe for work. Uh, <laughs> so I have to Did, paint. Uh, I have to Dolores paint some, and do a cover for that? Uh, probably not. Uh, I have to paint some of those, and I think I have to finish up a big gun wagon. And then that's it. That's my 3,000 points. So, I mean, you've painted a lot of your stuff already, haven't you? So yeah. it's, it's not... Uh... Oh, yeah, no, I've got... You know, I'm very, very close, because we were going to go to an event... Must be a couple of years year, ago. No, I think it was a year before. I think it was two years ago. Um, but And so we are painting towards that, but didn't get to it. So I'm very, very... Normal my stuff's very, very close. Um, I just haven't played for ages. I didn't play at all last year, so um, it must have been the year before. Well, the army list that I used to play the game um, on Sunday, which is just gone, which is going to be the 14th, had, because um, I'd use the army builder on, on the website to uh, yeah. create the list, and it says Andy Harris, blah, 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 February, I think it was something like the 12th of Feb 2017, so that was the last time I'd played Epic, was essentially a year ago right. well i've got my army list in my notes i've just looked it up and the file was created on the 30th of july 2015 so is that like is that likely to have been that at mats uh, possibly when we had we were play we played epic there didn't we we had a big four-way game yeah 2980 points I have played since then, because I played at, um, I did play in 2016, because I played at Moth, and I think that was probably the last time I played, because the problem was, is that I was playing against Matt's Tau, and the Orcs were always winning, without thinking. But, isn't that what happens with you and Matt anyway? No, 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 not all the time. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Cult of Speed, another Cult of Speed, some Storm Boys, a Blitz Brigade, um, another Blitz Brigade, a Mech Boy Stomper Mob, uh, a huge war band, and a big war band. There you go. <laughs> Is that essentially what you're going to be using at. Uh... Oh, it will be. That was what it will be, yeah. So. It, yeah, it's knob sounds that I'm shy of. Um, you have to keep saying it, don't you? Yeah. Three gun wagons, a flat wagon, a knob boy, a flat wagon, three gun wagons. Yeah, I've got to paint the gun fortress. So you haven't got a lot left either, really. No, less than ten models. But you you had a sort of blockage. As such, as well, did oh, you? Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. But I am, in the moment, I'm on blitzing on um, with painting stuff for Bonescon. So I, I think I've come to the conclusion that I've just got to get paint on it, and it doesn't need to be high quality, you know? That's what, um, that's what I'm doing. These, the models I'm painting at the moment are. The um, the protagonists in the game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From this seven TV game that I'm putting together, that I'm going to run. Um, 
they are base coated basically. Some of them have got a wash on. There's nothing that there's nothing that I would call finished. But you can always go back to it if you want to. But and I and I'm I'm guessing you probably won't do unless you're feeling in the mood. Um, and I think. Yeah, I think that's the other thing with you know with the Gaslands thing, and it, and we we've said it before, and our people have written about it or said it before. You you got to paint what you want because that's when it's easy. Yeah, you know it's it, the love is shown in the speed of work, the quality of work, and yeah, I think uh, I, and, I think I'll go back on some of them. Yeah, I know that's what I said, but you'll you'll have to be in the mood as such, and and you will you'll enjoy it at that point. And I'll have to be playing seven TV. Well, yes. Um, you know, it's it this this demo play game that I'm putting together um, is the culmination of what three four years of thought and planning, and and it's not even proper seven TV. It's seven TV as a dungeon crawl. Oh yeah, I saw the boards. I saw the, the picture of the boards. Um, and it's got—I've I've talked about. It, I think I've talked about it before. I've got lots of the silly elements that I remember seeing at games days before they became corporate. The ones at the old Hammersmith. And at the Royal Horticultural yeah. Centre. Yeah. Yeah, where you would get people playing paranormal. I mean, it, it's still the thing that sticks in my mind most is there was um, a demo going on of Paranoia and the guy who was DMing it and I want to say it was Bob Merch but I can't re- honestly remember um, was and this would be old. yeah this would be 87 so you know 30 years ago uh, was doing th- you know people getting sprayed with shaving foam and um, having to wear silly hats and stuff. Actually, during the roleplay? During the game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's what's going to happen in this 7TV thing. If you're playing, you know, the Russians, you're wearing a Russian hat. (laughs) (laughs) And your mission briefings and stuff are all in a Cyrillic typewritten font. So that that's part of it, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's part of the the whole thing, and it's it's something that I've been wanting to do for, as I say, several years now. And there's actually a thing where it's going to happen that I'm being forced to paint figures for, so that you know there are models that people can play with because everything is provided. Yeah, and it's good. And as I say, they're not. They're not the best painted figures in the world. Um, but it will do. But they have paint on them. And, you know, some of them have t- been taken to a slightly better level um, of painting. And I'm happy, with, I'm happy with them all. So... Talking about uh, sort of spy type things, I finally got to. I've been playing a lot more. I played a lot of board games last year as well, yeah. uh, and I and I finally got round to playing uh, a Kickstarter that both of us backed. Oh, Spiral uh, Die Trying. Spiral Die and Trying, and, and 
I've had probably about three or four games of it, and it's quite a nice little game. It's it's really good fun. Um, it's hilarious sometimes as well, but it really captures that 70s spy thriller spoofy. Well, it's not even spoofy, but it, it captures that feeling of, of you entering a base, trying to get some stuff out whilst whilst um, the evil overlord is is trying to discover what's going on and, and capture you. And it's, it is actually a well-designed game, I think. It's uh, the whole alarm system thing and um, hiding bodies and all that sort of stuff. It's well worth a, a look at, again, if you ever get a chance to. Yeah, I haven't played, I haven't played it, actually. It's been sitting on the shelf for years. <laughs> I haven't played it. I did have a very strange delivery the other day. Okay. Wave two of Shadow of Brimstone from Flying Frog. Is that the one that you gave up were on missing, about four essentially? Year, gave up on about four years ago and sold it. <laughs> it so finally they did delivered. eventually. And what are you going to do with that stuff? Oh, I already sold it, so I get I given it to the person I sold it to. Oh wow! So, what what did you actually what did you get with that then? I don't know. I didn't even open the box. <laughs> Got this massive, got this massive box in. Um, I didn't even open it. I because I just went. I just took it to the guy who I'd sold it to and delivered it to him. So how many years is that? I think it was supposed to deliver in 2014. So that has that did that take over the relics nights? Oh, by thing? far. And it also, um, because they were they kept on asking for extra money and they wanted a. They offered to sell you, give you some stuff in a wave 1.5 shipping if you paid them extra money. It put me Is off buying for... anything totally from um, Flying Frog ever again. Is that because of uh, shipping or something, or just they'd run out of money? They'd run out of money. Okay. It's a shame because Flying Frog Productions, the g- I've got one of their games, I think. Uh, is Last Night on Earth one yeah, of Yeah, Last Night on Earth is one of those. Yeah. So I've always wanted to get the similar Last Night on Earth one where you get the aliens, but they've landed in a circus because I just the appeal of that always looked like fun. Um, and But these were games that were made. You know, they, they didn't kickstart them as far as I know, so they were already th- uh, already um, they'd already got the money for it and put the games out. So... Um, makes me sad really to to hear that because at the end of the day they were putting out quality products but clearly they just didn't do their sums right did they the estimated delivery was august 2014 it's not how to get customer satisfaction is it it was at the same time i'll give you a clue the other kickstarters around there at the same time um, that were being backed at the same time. Wrath of Kings. Oh, yeah. Foldio. <laughs> the original Foldio. Yeah. Um, and the TT Combat one that kicked off TD Combat's terrain. The Wild West Scenics that they did. That was a while ago then. Yeah, Luchador. Uh, that's a game I've never played. That's good fun, that. Have you played it? Yeah. 
uh, in the as part of the tidy up, I thought, oh, did it go in the box or not? I think it's gone in the box to be sold. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. good fun. I haven't. I don't think I have got. I haven't backed a quick Kickstarter this year. Uh, the only, well, this year, no, I haven't backed anything. The only thing I backed last year was Dystopian Wars, and that was uh, disappointing. Um, yes, and I've that was that was very disappointing. I've backed, but through. It's a it's a joint backing really it was it was obviously of the, the the new version of Relic Knights but uh, that's just gone in the part of my mind that says it will come when it comes and let's just hope that I'll enjoy the game even though I did some of the playtesting um, for the new version I just hope that the final thing is is enough to keep me interested or. Uh, that'll be another game system that that I'll just try and get rid of the figures for at the end of the day um, which is a shame because I really love the figures I really like the look I really like the feel uh, of the original game um, I just hope they, they manage to do it do this version justice it, it, it annoys me to a certain extent because you know there are other kickstarters they're sort of super dungeony type chibi type stuff Yeah, they fly out the door yeah, but I mean they're writing a whole new thing, aren't they? That's the thing, and they're completely changing all the existing models over. Yeah, no, I, I, I do. I mean, I'm it, in but... it. I'm in it as well. Oh, you are. Yeah, well, I did the um, late backer thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, for the two-player set and all the other bits, um, on the strength of, but on the strength of Justin, to be honest. Yep. Yep. Um, because I know he did a good job with Malifaux 2nd Edition, um, and I quite liked the direction that they were going. Um, I uh, initially was worried about it, um, but as is with everything that somebody's passionate about, you know, you, you, we all don't like change so yeah and, and i just sort of thought about it and i thought why am i even doing this you know at the end of the day i've been we've been doing this for so many years we did it with fancy battle uh you know in the main um I'm, i just remember a new edition would come out when they started releasing the army books we'd buy them i'd buy them all yeah it made no difference to me sort of thing you know i, I needed to have them yeah um, so this is just another edition change. I just hope it will be as good. Um, I... I think. It, I think if they solve that on that particular one, I think if they solve their supply chain issues, they have a chance. The thing with the first editions, it was never going to be anything more than a niche, a yep. niche of a niche. You know, your the events that you're going to put together were never going to draw. You know, more than twelve to sixteen people. No, and that's exactly what it you know what it did. Um, and I can see it's a shame actually that they've kept the Relic Knights name. That it's not called Relic Knights Adventures in Dark Space or something, and the the main game name is Dark Space. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So to 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 essentially so rebrand this is yeah, rather than being a second edition of Relic Knights, it's a game that is set in the in that universe. Yeah, even if they just called it Void or yes. something with Dark Space or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Dark Space Calamity. No, that's actually a really good idea because it potentially brings in new backers as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, heard. A, it's a new th- it's a new thing then, and it's it's the it's the age of Sigma change. Yep, yep. And the game is the the game as the last beta rules that I read is fundamentally different enough that it is an age of Sigma game change. Oh no, yes, I think it is. Yeah. I mean, it is a very different game, just using the same models. Um, but I have, I have, you know, no empire. So, what are you going to use though if you've got no empire? I don't think there's any empire in it. Did you see what I did there? Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> yeah, you're hilarious. I'd forgotten how amazingly talented at comedy you are. What's worrying is my youngest son is getting my sense of humour. Has already got my sense of humour. Your youngest son is a man. Yes, he is. He is. <laughs> He's a man. How old is he now? Nineteen. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. See, oh, see. <laughs> He's a grown-up. See, mine's only eight. Mine, he... Mine's only eighteen. Yeah, they they don't grow up, though, do they? Anyway, how long have we been babbling on for? Oh, I don't know, fifty minutes or so. We haven't even talked about you in forty k. Forty k. Oh, you enjoying it? I am enjoying it. Um... <laughs> okay, so I've got a question for you because I've talked. I think I think last episode about how it hasn't worked for me, despite the fact that I was hoping to. Um, what is connected for you? Are the rules connected for you, or is it the models that you're using? That's a very good question, sir. Very good question. The rules are refreshingly simple. It does um, irritate me that they don't cover terrain properly, but I think you're encouraged to essentially, in inverted air quotes, house rule stuff like that. Um the terrain rules are very geared towards the GW terrain as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we do sensible things like, I think there was a, an article on bowls about it, for instance. So using uh, something like the keywords, so um, flyers and mach- whatever the big machines are called, knights or whatever, can't be seen past a particular building. So using those keywords then allows you to be a bit more prescriptive with some of the terrain. So I don't like the way a wood works in 40K. So if your wood is not dense enough and you've got true line of sight through the woods, you can shoot through the other side. So generally we play woods as area terrain blocking. Yeah. Um, and it blocks line of sight to a particular size of um figure as such uh, not height wise but keyword using keywords 
Uh, and I think that's the main thing. I think some of the other things is cover, but you can, again, work it out yourself. You, you need to be playing a player who is has the same same sort of gaming outlook as you to be flexible in that way. Um, but I actually quite like the rules. Uh, I can see creep happening, uh, but I don't really care about that because I can't ever see myself playing the game competitively. I mean, we're playing a big campaign at the moment, uh, pseudo-escalation, so it started at 1,000 points, it's going to 2,000 I think it might actually go to three. I'm worried about that because I, <laughs> I can't even build 2,000 points at the moment. Um, so it's... I'm playing in that, so it helps as well. You know, it helps from the, the hobby perspective because you're taking part with like-minded players um, in the main. Because <laughs> there is always... Competitive players. There are always competitive players around. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. But then the big thing for me was I wanted to play 40K, I think, when it first came out, but I wasn't going to just jump into it. Um, I'd played a few games with Nick using his um, Space Wolves, uh, and I'd like the feel of the rules, but clearly... Um, I wasn't getting on. No, actually, no, I did get on with them eventually. Um, it was just through list design. I was restricted to the, the, the figures that he had as well. Um, and I was thinking, Marines, Marines, shall I use Marines? I quite like them. But you, just like anything that you play with, you have to have a connection, an yep. emotional connection to the figures that you're playing with. And I... Undenarded with Tau, and I looked on the website. I looked at Tau articles, and it wasn't a complete love. I liked some of the elements of Tau. I didn't like other elements of the Tau. And then I was thinking about painting, and I think I was thinking about how much I liked Nids, but then I couldn't cope with the fact that there'd be so many of the buggers. Um, I thought about Orcs, uh, but again, it's a Horde army as well. So you, you stop thinking about the practicalities of it as well which is if you well if you've known me for years so this is not me is it this is this is some form of doppelganger who's yeah this is a been, weirdo yeah and then i was in exp leisure in the magic madhouse section of the, of the leisure which is the the shop that's in in the venue where we play um at the club yeah and they had some starter box sets and there was an Adeptus Astartes, an Adeptus Mechanicus box set there. And I looked at it, and it immediately grabbed me. So this is when 40K was just released. Um, I think the first one or two codexes were released or, or not. I think yeah, they had been released. Um, and I looked at the picture, and it just grabbed me immediately, the, the imagery. Um, I love the crawler thing. Uh the robots, the Castellan robots just look so cool. The the look and feel of the the rangers and the um, whatever there are, the others are called, the other troops, um, just captured me. And I ummed and ahed about it and looked and looked. I asked some club mates about it as well. 
and I heard that the uh, Vanguards, Guitari Vanguard, that's what they're called, that irritated me. Um, <laughs> and I heard that the Army book was due out soon as well. Um, or rumours were out that it was out soon. So I left it. I put the box back. I was very good. Put it away. This is very unlike you. Carried on playing. And the very next evening, I went swung past the shop uh, on the way home and uh, bought it. Right, that is like you. (laughs) And I made it up quite quickly. um, And then I started planning. Um, I... I had one of the, you know, the, the the filler books that they first brought out with the, all the lists in. I had one for the Tau, I think it was. I immediately went and bought one which included the Codex of Started stuff in and started looking at lists. Um, and it was, you know, trying to build it by buying boxes and... And selling stuff on eBay helped me with this because at the end of the day, I, I use that money to, to help finance it as well. Again, not like me. Um, and before I know, knew it, I had a, a load of Mechanicus to build and I was playing with them and losing with them, as you do. But they look lovely. I've already thought about how I'm going to paint them uh, just as an initial paint scheme and then go back to them afterwards right um but yeah no it's definitely definitely that was the big hook in and then starting to play things like the missions and the open war cards and yes you can have wild and wacky games with the stuff but do you know what it didn't matter because it was it was different you weren't just playing pitch up your battles here's some objective points here we've got to go and have a little bit of shindig in the middle and whoever gets the objective points wins and there was some thought about what you were doing and and using the objective cards made a complete big complete difference to the way a game played out so no game two games would be the same um and that was another appeal for me because i think playing those styles of games where you've got missions which can um completely change a game is are absolutely brilliant and even though bolt action has standard missions the thing that makes it different is is the order order dice mechanic so it makes every game completely different as well um right uh, i i had an i think i tweeted a picture of it i had such a funny moment on um my last game of bolt action where there's this concept of foobarring an order. Essentially, you roll a double six, and it means you then have to roll on a foobar table. Right. Uh, and you, it can do one of two things, essentially. It's, it's, it's friendly fire or run away or you just go down because you're not sure of what's going on sort of thing. And uh, I foobarred on my Piat team, which is an anti-tank weapon. Um, and about two inches away was my Cromwell closing in on some Germans who had managed to get to the centre of the table, get get the knob-first sausage secret plans that were in the vehicle, and they were running off with these secret sausage plans. Obviously, there's a slight element of untruth there. They may not have been sausage plans. They may have, have something to do with the war. But um, 
this Piat team. Was it, are you sure it wasn't? It wasn't. It was the big knot first, wasn't it? I think it was. It was the big knot first, or was it the Madonna? It's a big. Yeah. <laughs> um, I foobarred, and uh, basically this Piat team had to open on friendly fire, and the closest thing was a tank. It was a rear shot, and basically my Piat team blew up my tank. Oh. It was very funny, but also sad as well. <laughs> but you can't account for that, you know? No, you can't. You cannot. But yeah, no, 40k, I am enjoying it. I'm having a down period at the moment because the frustration, I think I put it up on the blog, uh, the frustration of playing with... It's only about four... No, it isn't. It's a unit of infiltrators, so that's five bases, which are now built, by the way. Uh, and what beautiful figures they are as well. Fiddly things, but beautiful. Uh, I've got some robots to make. I've got my um, walker to make as well. And I've got... Uh, the tracked robot things. What the hell are they called? No idea. Do you know what? This is the thing. I, I can't... I've not been a big 40k player. I played a little bit when the Necrons first came out. Uh, Catafron Destroyers. There you go. Ah. On a good June crawler. Not crabby crawly thing. Uh, so, so I don't know much about the law really um so it's kind of they come from mars i know that yes i know not from uh snickers or milky way well mars is in the milky way it is in the milky way yeah but which is yes yeah. which is in the so snickers. i'm learning stuff as well even though it's not real it might be real it might be in an alternative universe yeah you just don't know that's pretty cool. So it's all going it's all going swimmingly. Until next week when it, something will come along and just hit me for six. That's okay. Me. Oh, well, no, no, that happened tonight with the... Because uh, we were going to record earlier. Yeah. And then uh, somebody discovered in the household that the dog had a huge rip on its leg. Which... Um, delayed you. Delayed me somewhat and emptied my po- pockets somewhat as well. How can they charge a thousand pounds for some bandages and antibiotics? Pet insurance. Yes, we have it on the older dog. We might have to get it on other dogs. Um, or a shotgun. I, I know which option I would go for, but there you go. How's, how's your cat? How it hasn't arrived yet. Oh, it hasn't? No. Did you give it the wrong address then? No. No. Hasn't hasn't arrived. I'm sure, it'll, you... I'm sure it'll be fine. Where did you buy it from, then? It's um, coming from an animal sanctuary. Not cats or us? No, cats or us, cats or us, cats or us. That's oh, like cataracts. <laughs> um, I thought when you'd ordered it, you'd given it an incorrect delivery address on by accident purpose. Oh, that would have been good. See, I had <laughs> to spend money today, but not on a dog, because my dishwasher gave up. For some reason. 
Can't you just... Is that a small... Um, you got somebody Filipino. doing that. Yeah, I was, was going to say that, and I thought, better not say that, because that would be quite offensive, really. I thought that was... Right. It's normally where you go. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, my, my regular... Two dwarves. We've been trying to do a regular gaming thing. Um, based on you and Nick. Um, ours is Monday afternoon. Today was Monday afternoon. Oh, don't tell me. He's, uh, he was away today, though, wasn't he? He's yeah. playing rugby. <laughs> no, he was in rugby. So, yes. Gaming, regular gaming day lasted one week. So, I, I have been thinking. I haven't, I haven't uh, broached Nick with this yet, but I am thinking of not doing it every week with Nick, but potentially only doing it three times a month. So I have one Friday down where I can actually spend at home and potentially do a bit of hobby as well. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Be- because my gaming is regular with Friday with Nick, off and on with Nigel on a Thursday, and once a month now we're having a board game session as well. So it's my choice the next time, and I, I pulled out Frank Herbert's Dune, and I looked at the instructions. Cause oh, I my God, I, you'll never get through it. I thought it was quite quick, I seem to remember. I seem to remember that it took forever. I'm going to have to read. You know when you're used to all these modern-day rule books now with the, all yeah. the... I pulled out the rule book and it's just so uninspiring. You sort of have this all this really small print and it smells a bit of damp and things and no it doesn't. That's you. Um, and it just and I'm thinking it's laid out in such a way that I'm not necessarily getting enthusiastic about it. So I think what I need to do is get it all out on the table and have a little bit of a play around with it and try and have a feel for it and see if they if it will if it will work basically. Otherwise, it will be a case of my choice will be either Blood Rage or um, the others because you're you will good have good games with that. Yes, we, play, we played Battlestar Galactica last time, um, which is always that. good fun. Good game. It's a good game. Um, <laughs> I correctly predicted who the Cylon was, um, and because Battlestar Galactica has a little bit of a history with us at the club, in that there is usually some form of power struggle um, of being the admiral or the president. Um, that kind of got in the way, and we ended up <laughs> running out of resources. Oh, <laughs> and we didn't get to Earth. And we were only one jump away. Uh, and then there was this usual bit, the usual bickering at the end. Well, if you hadn't done, gone for, to be the well, president... Well, that's the whole point, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's it. So it just made it extremely funny. We, we played, the other week, we played um, Survive, Escape from Atlantis. Oh, yeah, I've played that on the iPad. Um, I'd not... But we we played. I bought the board game. I think it was on a recommendation from Matt Ledgerwood, or it was either Matt Ledgerwood or Kathy Winton. I can't remember who it was who recommended it. 
because um, they're both big board game players, and they'd recommended it, and we got it, and we never got round to playing it, so we got we got it out the other week. Um, it was awesome, such a lot of fun, especially as we all took it in turns to sink Esther's ships when they had her meeples in them <laughs> with the sea monster. <laughs> It's quite amusing playing that on the uh, on the iPad. I think it is when bits of the island disappear, and it, it uncovers a shark or something like that. Well, I should have to look at it on the. I should have to look at the iPad. I didn't realise it was available. Um, cool. So that's all good. So when am I going to see you? Well, hopefully the twenty fifth of February. You're not coming to BonesCon then? Uh, at the moment, I'm not. I'm being very choosy about where I go um, this year. One of the things that I've found as I've got older is that two-day events are uh, hard work uh, on the body. Yeah. Um, And I really need to get my left foot sorted out. That's true. um, Because... Daniel Day-Lewis is retired. Sorry? Daniel Day-Lewis is retired. (laughs) I knew you'd have to get that in. I was thinking desperately of trying to get the My Left Foot joke in there. He's doing a follow-up, you know. (laughs) What, your right foot? (laughs) No, his right foot, not my right foot. (laughs) Whose right foot? Anyway, get on! (laughs) Um, Invariably, I stand when I play games. Yeah. Well, you can't Even see I've... over the top of the table because you're quite short. Well, I'm not as bad as that picture with spoons, which still makes me laugh. Every time. That is an excellent photocopy, a uh, Photoshop job. Um, because you want to have that feel and that presence over the game, sort of yeah. thing, as, as things are going on. So, and I, even though I tell myself I must sit down more, I must sit down more, you never do it. So, no. I just know um, I, I've got to go to things where a uh, I'm completely. Um, Involved in what's going on, yeah. so well, that's Bones, instance, that's Bonescom for us because you know, no, absolutely. And I, I, I understand um, why you would go. I, I will think about coming along um, because I know Mike's running a Gaslands and they're doing Mythos as well, aren't they? Yeah, as well. So, Mythos for three days, but again, I've, I've got to be invested in it so, um. I mean, the, the last the thing that the last couple of years has obviously taught me, and it probably did when you when you were uh, um, skinned to a certain extent, is you've yeah. just got to be careful and choosy about what you do, sort yeah. of thing. So, even though I want to go to the Welsh Open this year, um, the guys were talking about buying tickets and things like that, and I said, well, every time I think about playing War Machine Hordes at the moment, I just feel dead inside. Um, that would probably be different if, if I was playing the minions, but that means me putting a whole load of effort into building minions. Mm. So that's the first huge um, issue because it's all metal. It's not plastic. Uh, so that's multi-part metal kits where you're having to file, pin, and glue, um, which is not as as easy as the GW plastics, for instance. Not only that, it'd be three casters, so that means playing three different... Well, actually, it means developing three different lists, um, potentially more lists, Where and, and you're practising, and then all of a sudden your gaming time has disappeared. 
as you jump on the treadmill again of trying to master the list that you're playing so that you have some sort of semblance of uh, skill when you go to play the game as such. So I've actually said to them, get me some signal lists with new casters. I'll give it a go. If I feel, if I have a good feeling for the game, then I'll play otherwise. And I've already talked to Martin Jenkins, the guy who runs the event. Um, I'll go and ask Martin if he needs help just so that I can come to the event and be hang with you guys as such. Um, or I won't go, you know, and it, it will be as simple as that because why should I bother going when I'm not invested as such, you know? Um, and it, and it's, 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 it's that now. It's just come down to that, really. Yeah, no, and I, I agree. Take the day off as well, and the Friday probably or half day Friday at least. Yeah, you got to use that holiday up. Oh no, absolutely. <laughs> no, I uh, not organising stuff this year. Um, is makes it easy. The date you do have to put in your diary, though. Um, is June the 30th, July the 1st. Which is Moth. Mage 2. Moth Con Mage 2. Yes. Because you have to come to that. Well, that's going to be a problem, because guess whose birthday is July the 1st? Unless you tell me it's the Queen's, it's not more important. It's the Queen of this house. Still not more important. <laughs> not more important. Mike is more important than Anne. I didn't mean that, Anne. Don't hurt me. I'll just play that back. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then she will hurt me. <sighs> it's her birthday. Oh, she'll be out with the girls. <sighs> she... There may be a Prosecco afternoon tea that Sunday, potentially. See? See, you just you just need to... That's what you need to work on. Anyway. Right. We better go, because we've been talking for hours. You, it's about you, hour and a half, isn't it? It is. Connor promised me that he said, oh, I could probably do it in about an hour. And we're well over that now. So. Well, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it properly, aren't you? Yeah. It's been uh, lovely to talk to you. Likewise, and uh, I certainly hope we try and do it, not so that it becomes a chore, but it becomes an enjoyable thing, and we yeah. can start addressing things like, and talking about things like... Not having catch-ups what, and actually talking about issues, like... What's happened with Kickstarter? You know, what's well, no, Kickstarter? I've got, no, no, I've got my latest one that I was thinking about, that I may talk to Matt about later this week, um, is... Uh, Pre-packaged gaming. What does that mean? It means that to be to be a for a game to be successful, you need to have the whole and for the company to be successful and not be living from hand to mouth, you need to have the fully integrated package of figures, rules, etc. It's why you know there are so many different rule sets existing. To, that may that purely exist to support a figure range, so that when you go to a show and people say, "All oh, their lovely figures, what do I use them for?" You go, "Here's the rules." Uh, I well, 
No, yeah. so we're not going to talk about it now. Yes, is the answer. Yeah. Uh, so, um, until then. It's I been, been me, No, out. no, we do, I, I say uh, first. Don't know, I know, but I'm excited. Go on, son, do it. Can, can, I, do, can do, I do it now? Do, do it, do, do it. it. Get to the chopper. I'll give you some chopper. <laughs> I've been my. You got to your top. For goodness' sake, I'm cross. I'm gonna get cross with you. (laughs) I've been Mike. I've been Conrad. And we love him. Goodbye. Bye bye. Bye. Twitter, we're at fools underbar daily, or via email foolsdaily at outlook.com.